Mr. Pop. The views and opinions of this show do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of this network and its affiliates. Hello, everybody. This is Brian. I'm here with Jason. We're from the Combat Sports Show. You all know us. This is our first show of the year. We're very excited to be back. We had a couple of weeks off, Christmas break. Everything was going on, so we took some time off. We're back. We're ready to go at it hard. This is a huge week for us. We've got two big events coming up this weekend. We've got the UFC Fight Night 124 and Invicta 27, and it's just going to be a terrific week. We've got a packed show, so we're going to get right into it. Jason, how you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm all right, man. How about yourself? How was, uh, how was your Christmas and New Year's? It was very good. I, I, I stayed up till almost 10.30 New Year's Eve, had a very nice Christmas, didn't have to travel, just enjoyed the family, and uh, it, was, it was very mellow. Yeah, mine was the same. Went down and uh, spent it with mom. Got to see the kids Christmas Eve morning, or yeah, Christmas Eve morning, and then I took off um, last, you know, a week ago Friday. Went up to Washington for the weekend to go see a good friend of mine, and yeah, it was uh, kind of a relaxing couple weeks. I love having this time down. Um, now, for MMA, there wasn't a ton going on. We did have UFC 219, which we will get into by the end of the show. Um, We didn't really get into it beforehand, but we will break it down at the end of our show. We just got a huge show right now. So first things first, Jason, talk. Give us your first big thing, your first impression of you. I know you read a really cool article about Chris Cyborg. And uh, give me your impression and tell me about that article. Well, now, I don't know if it was just for this fight or if it's a ritual that she does before every fight. But mm-hmm. her um, her coach, Jason Perillo, went up and basically slapped the dog shit out of her. Okay. Right before the Holly Holm fight. Now, I don't know if that's a way just to pump her up or like you and I were talking right before the show, is it is it a way just to get that first initial major contact with the face out of the way? I don't know. How, that I mean, would I don't be know my guess. That. that would be my guess. I mean, the first time, like I said, when you when you're in a fight, the first time you get punched is a it's a big surprise. You know, it's a, it's a shock. And if he nails her in the face, I'm sure there's no malice intended. It's just it gets that first one out of the way, even though they're ready for it. These are professionals. It's still that first shot. It's a little shocking. And it probably gets it out of the way. She's ready to go. Oh, man, they already hit me hard. This, this lady's got nothing that they don't have. And she's going to go into it and, and, and go at it. Now, you had a story, I mean, right? You, you've been in a fight. You know what it's like. Well, I mean, it, it even states right here, while slaps aren't uncommon practice, get MMA fighters mm-hmm. pumped before their fights. Um, this one did particularly and painfully was well executed. <laughs> but, yeah. hey, there's something yeah. to be said for tradition. Now, yeah, I've only been in a – outside of, you know, being blow-to-blow with my brothers when I was younger, I was only in one fight, and I don't really call it a fight. I was jumped by six guys, seven guys, however many there were. And yeah. if you ever want to figure out what I look like after that fight, just ask my mom next time you see her. I look like a lopsided pumpkin. I had two fractured uh, eye sockets, a badly broken nose, and many gouges taken out of my head after they beat my head into concrete. But 
Yeah, that, so yeah, what I'm getting, what I'm getting is, you tried to take some Girl Scout cookies and the troop beat you up. Is that what you're saying? Um, yeah. Don't ever go into a graduation party, try to hit on someone's woman, and decide you're going to walk out of there unscathed. <laughs> yeah. I highly, I highly, um, <laughs> um, what's the word I'm looking for here? I would not recommend you don't that. do that. <laughs> yeah, I would recommend I, you I'm just, stay away from those type of actions. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure it's the Girl Scout thing, myself. Um, or but that's me. Or I mean, it was, but it, it, this wasn't really. I mean, I had fun watching it. Just don't be a drunk guy grabbing another chick's boob in a bar because your buddy might get slapped. Yeah, that's that's re- that's something that. Yeah, that should never happen in the first place. I mean, you should never just grab a girl like that. That's uh, well, well, it's not a good thing. Uh, and then I ended up with, never, and then I ended up with mustard thing. all over my pants and a whole pitcher of beer poured over the top of me. But all in all, yeah, that was a good I, night. I would, I think you would agree. Yeah, it was fun. So that's a that's pretty interesting. Um, and we're going to talk a little more about cyborg. But I'm going to go on to some other news. Um, this is big for us Bellator fans. Jimmy Smith is leaving Bellator after nine years behind the bike. And this is a guy, Jimmy Smith, has, he knows his stuff. He's an MMA fighter. He's had TV shows. He's terrific on the mic. And uh, he actually went on the Joe Rogan podcast, or the Joe Rogan experience, and talked about it. And Joe said, hey, listen, four years ago when your contract was up, whatever it was, he said, I tried, I told the UFC, hey, you guys want better guys? This is the guy to get. J- or Jimmy Smith knows his shit. He's fucking exciting. He's always got energy for the fight. He's a guy you'd want. And they, they, they passed on him, which I don't understand why, because Jimmy Smith is excellent. I like Jimmy Smith better than Rogan. I like them both, but I think Jimmy Smith's better, personally. Um, he, doesn't, I don't, he doesn't seem to favor one fighter over the other as much as Rogan does, but... Uh, who knows, you know, what the UFC actually does to somebody on that respect. But but Jimmy Smith is awesome. He was on there, and he was talking about it. He said, he said you know, I knew something was up because they, my boss, they called me in and said, hey, Jimmy, we need to talk. And he likened it. He said, you know, when your girlfriend or wife calls, or talks to you and says, hey, honey, we need to talk, it's, this is hilarious, I thought. I was cracking up. He said, this is a quote, though. This isn't me. This is him. He says, it's never that I give you too many blowjobs and need to do it more. It's always something bad. It's never good. It's always bad when they say, I, we need to talk. And he said they brought him in, and that was it. He, they, they didn't give him the option for that next year, and they didn't really try and keep him. So he said he loved Bellator, and it was a very amicable party. He said they were great, and uh, that's, that's that for him and Bellator. No, that kind of sucks. I mean, he, like you said, he, he he's a great announcer. Yeah. And we don't know the the reasoning behind it. I mean, it, we, I'm assuming it's money, but who knows? Who are well, they going to the find? That's is, his... No, no. The reasoning is they have a full time announced crew right now. They brought in uh, Goldberg and Mauro Ranallo or Ranello. Morrow's terrific. Goldberg's, you know, but we all know Goldberg. That's a great crew also. Jimmy Smith, I liked him personally, 
uh, Morrow and, and Goldie, uh, they're fine. You know, they're, they're great. Uh, it it kind of depends on your taste. Um, I, I could go with either personally, those three guys between those three of them, I really wouldn't want to pick one over any of them, but I, they're all great. I think Bellator just took the two that they had. They're probably, you know, they're probably putting out so much money for those two because they're very, very well known that they couldn't keep Jimmy, and that sucks because Jimmy's great. Hopefully he finds his way over to the UFC. You there? Yeah. So, with that, we're going to go on to the next little bit of news. The Jackson Winklejohn, the famed, uh, famed facility, Jackson Winklejohn. So, they had, you know, their woman... Holly Holm lost to Chris Cyborg over the, the last week. Uh, she got beat pretty solid and lost the, lost her championship bid, another championship bid. And the photographer, the official photographer for Jackson Winklejohn, credentialed photographer, he he was taking photographs at the event and backstage. Apparently, he this is his side of the story, but he posted a big old thing on Instagram about Cyborg after the event, calling Chris Cyborg him. He did this. He should be happy. His this, his that. Very, very disrespectful. Very, very homophobic and racist and stupid. And he took it down later when he caught a bunch of flack for it. And the UFC banned him from all future events. I'm very happy they did this. And So he released a statement, an apology, where he said, basically, he said he got on a bus and he was the last one out of the arena, so he was on Cyborg's bus. And her and her crew were making fun of Holly Holm, calling her a bitch. This is his word. So he decided to go public and call her a man. And very, very disrespectful. And basically what he did was he said, I'm sorry, but it's her fault that I did this because he's not a mature adult and can't make a fucking decision on his own. So he's basically the biggest asshole of the week. That's just, uh, we got a new segment on this program. It's going to be asshole of the week. Pretty sure he's going to be on it for, for the next 52 weeks, but we got to start somewhere, so there we go. <laughs> That's just wrong, though. I mean, she... The guy's a fucking idiot. The guy's a fucking idiot, period. I mean, don't... If you do something that fucking stupid, fine. You did something fucking stupid. Say, man, I was drinking. I did something fucking stupid. I'm sorry. That was rude. That was. There's no excuse, whatever. Don't fucking say you're sorry, and then blame her for, for what you did. You fucking did it. You chose to write that shit. You're stupid. Completely stupid. Now you're fucking out of a job. Good job, dumbass. Well, yeah, well, you know, we've all done some stupid shit when we're drinking, but I don't think that was his excuse. He was just being a dumbass. Yes. He was being a petty, immature asshole. And, which is not right. No. No, so, other news. This is one that I think you really like. Chris Cyborg, this is what Dana White said is next. This is not what Cyborg says is next. According to Dana White, Amanda Nunez is next for Chris Cyborg. What do you think of that? This fight, I don't know. Um, I think it's got to, it's got the potential to be a great fight. They are probably, I, I might be overstepping my bounds here, but 
those two women could arguably arguably could be the two heaviest hitters on the women's side of English. MMA. Jason, it's called the English language. Dude, I almost failed English in high school. I don't know what you're talking about. Enunciate. No. I think... <laughs> fuck you. Uh, <laughs> um, I See, think, you did it. You just did it. You can talk. <laughs> oh, okay. Lord. Okay. Um, yeah. Now, am I overstepping my bounds here by saying these two women are probably the hardest-hitting women on the... On the woman's side, uh, if not, they're two of the two of the top couple. So, um, let we all know Amanda gets gas quickly. Yes, Cyborg has got great conditioning; she can do a five-round fight, no problem. That fight against Holly Holm, it really didn't really look like she broke too much of a sweat. She wasn't breathing that hard. No, she wasn't gassed at all. Um, I think this fight could be a good fight for the first couple rounds. But after that, I don't think it's, I think within a round or two, Amanda's going to be gone. Unless she does something you know. really extraordinarily different in her in her training to build yeah. her stamina up. I just don't see this fight going any further than three and a half to four rounds. You know, um, after watching Amanda's last fight against Valentina, she made it five rounds, but a little asterisk there. She made it a very, very slow five rounds. She never really engaged, and anytime Valentina came forward, Amanda, she grew happy feet and was nowhere to be seen. It uh, it was a very very boring fight, and the champion did not defend the belt like you would think a champion would. She tried her best to make it not a title fight, not a fight at all. And I think against Cyborg, we'd see more of the same, where Amanda would try and land one shot and then be gone, um, kind of like you know Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz. She'd punch and boop, she's gone. We don't know where Amanda went. Um, just like, you know, Holly Holm, even though it's probably a decent game plan, when she fought Cyborg, she came forward, but she'd throw the one or two kicks or punches and, and a kick. She threw that high kick a lot, missed it almost every single time. But the second she got close, she grabbed Cyborg and held on for dear life. And she was, you know, for a because people say Cyborg is. Holly was actually a little bit bigger, I think, than Cyborg. She was pretty bulky. And she grabbed her and did not let go. You know, she was not letting go of Cyborg on the fence. I mean, that... I mean, we all know how the the verdict turned out. I mean, whether it was her game what, plan yeah. or not. What amazes me what she, is two judges had that fight even going into the fifth round. I don't know what fucking fight they were watching, but Cyborg dominated no. that whole fight. The whole fight. You and I both watched it. You I missed mean, the first round. But we watched the whole fight. There wasn't but even yeah. even that first round, I could understand. And I, I wouldn't have personally, 
tells me, hey, I gave Holly Holm the first round, I'm totally okay with that. Holly did not look bad at all in the first round. But from there on, Holly actually made Cyborg go down. She didn't knock her down, but she did trip her somehow, and Cyborg was on her back. But after that, there's no way Holly won any one of the next four rounds, not even close. No, 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 no. And she landed a few good, solid shots, but yeah, it definitely. wasn't enough to give her any and any Way more, more than you or I thought she would. Oh, I didn't think that fight would go the distance. I I was rooting for Holly, but I, I you know, I'm a realist. I know the way that fight was going to go. I kind of thought that fight would be over with in three to three and a half rounds. I thought Holly Holm would just get the shit kicked out of her. But so yeah. she did go the distance against her, which, you know, kudos for Holly. Um, but she still got her ass whooped. Sorry. Yes. I don't know what those judges were. I don't know what those judges were watching. They were scratching their asses the whole time. Basically. That fight there should have the way those judges were scoring it, that could have almost screwed Cyborg out of the belt. They they really tried to, I think. That's I believe that was the goal. I mean that was so close. I don't I don't understand how they did that and how they could figure. I, I don't understand. I, I don't either. I don't know what they were watching. I mean, that no. fight was dominant. Yeah. Now, so. getting back to um, the Cyborg Noons fight, if this fight happens, yeah. now, of course, we know Noons is going to have to come up and wait, which, like yeah. you informed me, she used to fight at 145, so to come up only 10 pounds is no big deal. Now, no. If Noons would come out like she did against Ronda Rousey and just come out like she was shot from a gun, yes, we might have a fight. I mean, yeah, anything people could only take – people could – I mean, I don't care who you are. Mike Tyson, Chris Cyborg, I don't care who you are. You can only take so many blows like that before you're going to get knocked on your ass. Yeah. And then anything can happen at that point. Very true. But if she tries to do what she did in her last fight, now her last opponent, I've got to give her kudos because she took Noons completely off her game plan. She didn't know what to do. I think she was really confused. Who took Noons off her game plan? What are you saying? Noons last fight. Against Valentina Shevchenko? Yeah. I don't, that was not, I know, but I think, I I mean, I don't know. That was, you know, that's just my theory on that. Yeah, Noons did as little as possible. She remembers the first time they fought where Valentina, Valentina handled everything Noons threw at her, and then Valentina dominated the last bit of the fight with uh, Nunez, as usual, totally gassed because she couldn't go more than two rounds, two hard rounds. And that's just, I don't know. It's just the way it is. So let's uh, well, let's move on. So the next the next big fight that I see from an Invicta champion, Yana Kunitskaya. She's the Invicta bantamweight champion. She's gonna face. This is a big one. UFC veteran Sarah McMahon in Yana's debut on UFC on Fox 28 next month on the 28th of next month. That's a big fucking fight. 
Yana is the current bantamweight champion, kind of, kind of current. But you know, she has the title because Tanya Evinger vacated, left, and Yana went on. Yana already lost. She beat and then lost to Tanya Evinger, and then she fought Raquel Paolui, and she beat her by decision. Yana's pretty decent though. She's a very good fighter, but that's a huge step up from Raquel Paolui to Sarah McMahon, an Olympic caliber wrestler. What do you think of that? Well, I mean, how old is McMahon? 37, I believe. She's oldish. Now, I... Very, very good shape. Yeah, very, very good shape. You're also talking age. Which we know, you know, once you get up there. She's not much younger than we are. I mean, you're only talking about... I mean, five years is a lot, but she's... Five years is just five years. We know yeah. how things go as you get older. You start slowing down. Yes. So you take a younger, I'm not saying stronger, but a younger woman with maybe a little more speed because she's younger. I mean, that could be a problem. Now, it's, it's tough, but yeah, Yana's definitely got you. Um, Sarah, she's split her last six fights. So she's kind of up and down in the UFC. Um, let me see. She was born in 1980. So she's what? 30, yeah, 37. Um, Sarah can be pretty dominant, but she also seems to break fairly easy. Um, we'll see. You know, I'm really looking forward to that. I think that'll be a fun little measuring stick for where Yana is. Now, you read about this. This is kind of interesting. Jessica Penne, she's been in the UFC and in the in Invicta. She was an Invicta um, what was Adam weight champion at one time. And she got hit with an 18 month suspension for uh, USADA violation which caught her with an unnamed steroid. And she said that she was prescribed a steroid and they went back and sure enough she was before her last fight but they still suspended her. Now, the weird thing about this is she got a suspension for a doctor prescribed USADA violation, whereas Chris Cyborg got a USADA potential doping violation for a doctor prescribed. Both of them failed to disclose this. A doctor prescribed diuretic and Cyborg got it retroactively taken off and gone. Jessica Penne did not, and she got 18 months off. What do you think? What, does that sound fair? No, it's not fair. Um, and I don't – you thought I need to figure out, okay, now shame on both Cyborg and, Pen, and Penne's camp for not disclosing this. Yes. But if it was – doctor prescribed you thought I shouldn't be able to do anything about it for one it's still illegal it's well okay I understand that but if the if the fighter needs it now I understand it's illegal they probably could use other substances that are legal but if it is doc, yeah. if it was, if it's medically prescribed and they're not, say, getting ready for – if they're not in any, in any type of fight camp, 
getting ready Jessica for a fight. Was. Jessica was oh, only a couple well, of weeks out from a fight, and okay. the, the results didn't come back until after the fight. So a little bit now, different situation I, there. Yeah, Cyborg yeah, was yeah, outside was, of the I think fight. A lot, a lot different of a situation. I mean, if she did this during a fight camp, well, you know, yeah. that, that, that's a tough one. If she was doing this, let's say, like Holly Holm, she was just medically suspended for three months after the cyborg fight. And if she comes up yeah. dirty for, say, a diuretic or some, antibi- or some steroid to help her recover, but she's nowhere, she's in no She's not. She can't train. She can't do any of this. She's doing this to heal. But it's if it's medically subscribed. That's a different story. Respect. But if she was in a fight camp, mm, now I I almost have to um, go with Isada on this one. I think. You know the thing is still gets me because see this is a this is a thing. Cyborg was able to have a lawyer. She fought it and she won. John Jones did the same fucking thing. He got popped with, what, two kinds of epitestosterone, testosterone. Cyborg diuretic is commonly used to mask steroids. I'm not saying she did steroids. I don't believe she did. I'm just saying. Hers could have been used for something else. John Jones had a lot in his system. And he'd already been popped for cocaine. Fucking cocaine. And he had a very good lawyer, spent a lot of money, and got one year off. One year. Jessica got 18 months. And she admitted it and told them yes, and had a doctor's note, unlike John Jones. Oh, I borrowed this from a friend. Bullshit. I'm just saying this is all complete bullshit. What it comes down to is John Jones, Chris Cyborg, they make the UFC a lot of money. Jessica Penne, while a good fighter... A very good fighter. I like her a lot. Does not make the UFC the same kind of money. So, goodbye. That's how I see I mean, it. and that's wrong. I mean, that's where I don't care what sport you're in. Now, Major League Baseball, they've, they've kind of hit it right on the head. You know, your first violation, you're out for half the season. Your second violation, you're out for a year. Your third violation, you're bye-bye. You're gone. Period. I thought it was 50. No, it's not. It's 50, 100, 50 games. Then it's 100 games. And then it's it's a permanent, I think. Okay, I heard I heard a half a year, one full year. No. Now, granted, when they get these suspensions, this is without pay. They get no game checks. They get nothing. You're not getting paid. Um, and then I heard it. Now you've got a lifetime ban. No, no. There's it's fifty games, and then a hundred games. Hmm. Well, you don't hear much about it in baseball anymore. You do, like in you know in like in single play, double A, triple A ball. Yeah. You read about those a few times a year where these guys are getting popped for steroids. They're freaking idiots. But UFC, I mean, they've been so sporadic and things like that. I mean, if they say, okay, these are, if these are not allowed, 
then your doctor better not subscribe them or you are going to get popped. Period. Prescribe, not subscribe. Prescribe. Prescribe. What I said, asshole. Prescribe. The doctor's um, prescribed. You said, saying subscribe. Uh, They're not subscribing to the magazine, asshole. They're prescribing uh, drugs. So, if you have a prescription, or, or in your case, no, no, or in your case, Playgirl. Sorry. We'll clear that up. Um, if you have a prescription from a doctor, there you go, and it's illegal. There you go. You you got it this time. Your doctor, your doctor better be shot in the head because that you are going to get suspended. You better not fucking take them. Your shit's on fire tonight. Now, you know, the next time I see you, I'm just going to fucking <laughs> flush your head down the toilet. Uh, I'll slap the shit out of you just like they did the cyborg. <laughs> I'm younger than you, I'm younger and faster than you are. I'm not as fat as you are. You're uglier though. Anyway. Anyway. Unless you, unless so, you and I, your I, I man dolls have to team up on me. Action figures. They're action figures, they're not dolls. <laughs> action figures. <laughs> okay, so, hey ha- hey, ha- happy new year, fucker. Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> the last little bit of news came in today. Um, this was kind of a, we all kind of expected this fight. I didn't. I don't know what else they could have done, but I thought maybe, you know, this might be a little bit early because Max Holloway is signed to fight Frankie Edgar in March, early March. It's only a couple of months away. Now Edgar was going to fight Holloway but then he had to pull out with a broken orbital bone. He suffered that during practice. And he's fighting already in March. Hopefully it's not too soon. I really hope he's 100%. Because if he is, that's a huge fight. That's going to be a terrific fight. Otherwise, it's going to suck. Because if his orbital isn't fully healed, one good pop there and it breaks, it sucks. So let's, uh, let's hope he's 100%. Terrific fight. I don't really know which way I'm going in that fight. Um I'd never, ever want to bet against Edgar because he's so good. But Max is so impressive um, and, much, like you said, much younger. That makes a difference. Uh, I just can't wait for that. No, it's going to be a good fight. I, I really do. Now, I want to bring up something to you. Um, Demetrius Johnson and T.J. And TJ Dillashaw. Yeah. Do you think this fight has to happen for the history books? I don't think it has to happen for the history books, no. I think for people to respect Demetrius after the fight was offered to him and he refused it and opted instead to fight Ray Borg and sit on the sidelines and then fight Ray Borg, I think the fight has to happen for him to be looked at as the dominant champion he wants everybody to believe he is. He is a great champion. He's a great fighter. But that being said, he refused to fight T.J. Dillashaw at his own weight, at 125. A guy that was already a champion and dominated his weight class. <clears throat> Demetrius refused. Now, whether it was over money or whatever, it, still, it doesn't matter. He still didn't want the fight. If you want the fight, you're going to take the fight. You're going to make it happen. He in no way wanted that fight to happen. And I still believe he doesn't want that fight to happen. I don't think that's a fight he wants. Uh, if he takes it, great, take it. I don't think it's a bad fight for him either. 
you know, he's got a lot of skill. He's great wrestling, striking. TJ just is so much better than than some of the guys he's fought. Not all of the guys, just some of the guys. I think he's a little bit worried and kind of kind of flaking on that. Like he said, he wants TJ. Oh, if TJ can make the way and and get a couple of wins, he's looking too far ahead. He it just seems like he doesn't want that. Everybody wants that fucking fight. That's going to be a great fight. Um, I don't even care if it's for a belt. Do it at 130. Just do it in the middle. It'll be great. Enjoy it. It'll make a ton of money. It'll be a cool pay-per-view. Do the fight. I want to, I'm going to cut you loose for a minute. Yeah. This is our first show of 2018. Unless you had any more news to be brought up. No, that was it. Okay. And, of course, I don't, you know, get the fight pass and all that. So you've watched Indicta, Bellator, UFC, the fight nights. You've watched them all. Probably not all yes. all of the fights, but I'm probably sitting 50%. You're probably sitting, I would, I'm guessing, right around 75 to 80%. It's maybe, maybe more. Yeah. I'd say about so, like, since this is our first show of 2018, what do you think the fight of the year should be? You know, I've I've seen a lot of people talking about fight of the year. They're giving, uh, you know, Johnson, Gaethje, um, Cub Swanson, Du Hoi Choi, which both terrific fights, but those two fights were purely slugfest. They were two guys just standing there swinging. Um, four guys when you think about it, but whatever. Semantics. Um, anyway. Those were guys that were just willing to go in there and slug it out with very little technique, tough guys, great fighters. For a little more technical fight, I love the ground fighting. You know that. Everybody knows that because I talk about it every fucking week. Um, grappling, yep. jiu-jitsu, wrestling, I love that stuff. Nothing wrong with strikers. I love the striking. I love kickboxing, tie boxing, terrific stuff. But when I see two good grapplers that are just rolling, 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 throwing shit up. I love it. I really get into it. And for me, my favorite fight of the year, Chris Weidman versus Kelvin Gastelum. <laughs> that fight had some serious striking, had some terrific grappling, terrific grappling exchanges, uh, reversals, transitions. It really had everything you want in an MMA fight. Striking, grappling, um, submission, and and it was three rounds. It was almost three full rounds of nonstop action. Now, it wasn't Hagler-Hearn's action, but it was very, very technical, very, very exciting. I thought it was a great fight. I just, I love that fight. I still do. I think that is my fight of the year. I know it's unconventional. I know people will be like, what fucking fight was that? That was my favorite fight of the year. Wow. Okay, so I was reading an article, and this is what kind of sparked the conversation here. I was reading an article yeah. on MMA and they're breaking down their top five fights of the year. Okay. So I'm going to put these fights by you, and you give me your thoughts. So this, is, this comes off fight night 117. Jessica Andrade. Comes off what? Jessica Andrade. Uh-huh. Um, and I can't pronounce her last name. Um, she defeated Claudia Godella. Godella. 
Goodell, okay, I, that's what I thought. I that's what that's kind of the way I thought it was pronounced. Yeah, Jessica Andrade defeating Claudia Goodell at UFC Fight Night 117. That's number five. Yeah, that is number one. Okay, that was a great fight, but here's my asterisk. That was a good, solid first round where Claudia dominated for most of the first round, then got taken down about, oh, maybe three minutes in or so, two minutes, two and a half minutes in. Probably, yeah, close to halfway. Claudia got taken down. And from there, it was just Jessica giving Claudia drumming. It wasn't a good fight after that. Claudia was better until she kind of she kind of got clocked and just never really got back into that fight. She she couldn't. Now the problem is Claudia can beat, him, and it probably could have been stopped. But that's why it's such a good fight is because Claudia is so tough. She took a very, very one-sided beating when, in the very beginning, she was clearly the dominant fighter. That's a pretty good fight, though. So, number four, Darren Elkins defeated, oh, I, I'm going to probably murder this name, Mursad Bektik at UFC 209. That fight's just not ringing any bells. Well, after I, I being can't remember that fight. After being beat to a bloody pulp by top featherweight prospects, Mursad, like I said, I'm murdering his name. Yeah. Veteran Darren Elkin staged one of the greatest comebacks in recent memory, and perhaps uh-huh. all time when he somehow okay. rallied to win by a third-round TKO. It's a fight coming back. Up until the finishing sequence, it was all Bectic uh, as he battered Elkins in a brutal fashion. But when the victory seemed in hand, it quickly slipped away. The damage pushed forward late in the fight, caught Bectic with a stunning combination of strikes, including a head kick, and pulled off a miraculous finish which, which also was named MMA Junkies 2017 Comeback of the Year. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, number three, Eddie Alvarez defeating Justin Gaethje at UFC 218. Okay, that was a terrific fight. <clears throat> that uh, You saw that fight, right? Yeah. Okay, great fight. Um, again, that wasn't a technical fight by any means, but it was because they were throwing kind of um, – Justin was throwing some serious leg kicks and then punches. Neither one was really moving their head at all. They were basically taking full power shots to the face. I mean, Justin is a fucking championship college wrestler, and he's never – Attempt. I don't think he's put one takedown in the UFC. That being said, that was an exciting fight. That was a very, very fun fight, yes. Number two, Yancey Medeiros defeating Alex Olvera at UFC 218. Terrific fight. Love that one. Um, 
I am always happy when Cowboy Oliveira loses. For some reason, I just don't like that guy. And that fight, they both were just fucking going nuts. Uh, one guy was, it looked like Medeiros was out. Then he came back. Then he went out again. Then he came back. Same with Oliveira. He was winning. Then all of a sudden he was losing. Then he was winning. Then he was losing. Then he lost. Like, what the hell? That was nuts. That fight was fucking 100% nuts and fun to watch. And um, so, like I said, this one's number two. But in that same fight, I didn't know this until reading this, combining for a single fight, UFC record, four knockdowns. Oh, yeah? There was a lot of – those guys went down a lot, yeah. Now, the winner, Justin Gacy defeating Michael Johnson at tough 25 finale. Okay. That doesn't surprise me either. That was a great fight. Again, that's one I brought up just a little bit ago. There was no yeah. technique in that fight. There was, there really wasn't. Those guys just swung hard. <clears throat> and that's really all that happened. But it was a great fight. It really was. It was very fun. So, I just thought that was kind of interesting, you know. Um, like mm-hmm. I said, since it's the first show we've had of 2018, kind of reminisce a little bit on 2017. Now, with yeah. those five fights that I mentioned, do those five fights in your eyes, this is your opinion, deserve to be there. I think so, yeah. Those are five very, very good fights. I, I don't have a problem with any one of those being there at all. But, you know, this is why, you know, this is what's fun about it. I mean, it's all, this is all opinion-based, so. Yeah, like I said, I would like a little more technique in some of my fights, but those were, those were very good fights, very fun, very exciting fights. So, yeah. Well, yeah, I can't. I got... can't knock any one of those for being there. Yeah. Um, you were, you know, some of the fights were the fight of the night, but I wouldn't say the fight of the year. Yeah. Um, the one that was that would kind of get close to me, and the reason I say this is because the guy was on a three-year layoff was when the Korean Zombie won. Yeah, that was. That was a fun one. Um, and like I, I said, you know, well, that was just a cool fight, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But just having a guy win after being laid off for three years because of military, mm-hmm. um, to me, that, that, that shows, a, you know, that, that, that shows a, not, not a lot of heart, but um, I don't even know the word I'm looking for here. Not sure. But, I mean, that was a great fight. I mean, I did not – told you I I wouldn't give the Korean Zombie any chance to win that fight just because he's been out of the octagon for three years. Yeah, that's how I felt too. So that and when he know. pulled off what he pulled off, I'm like <laughs> – my jaw just dropped. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to break down – 219 real quick just the main card <clears throat> there's a couple fights i want to talk about and then i'm going to hit invicta 27 to give you guys a good breakdown on the fight coming up it's a good card invicta 27 is it's going to be a lot of fun i believe it's on friday night and then jason you're going to talk about the fight night 124 okay got it so 
the main card of 219. First fight, Neil Magny beat Carlos Condit, who had been off for over a year, by decision. Not a ton going on there. Um, it just, Magny actually used his ground game and took Condit down quite a few times, probably four or five times, and just dominated the fight. Didn't really hurt him at any one time, but dominated. So, eh, I kind of thought Carlos would win, but, you know, Magny was smart and Carlos was coming off a big layoff. No harm done, though, because because of the long layoff and the fact that there was really no damage done to him, it was just all takedowns, I think Carlos is fine. He'll be, he'll be back. Um, this was a big one, and I had told you, I know we talked beforehand, Cynthia Calvello, this was her fifth fight of the year. Everybody was really, really high on her, and I said, I said, man, Carlos Barza was the first champion in this division. She's getting better after her surgery. I think she's going to win. And sure enough, Cynthia took her down and dominated round one. She fucking dominated. She really hurt Carla, I thought, and could have finished it. But at the very end of round one, Carla reversed position, got on top, landed some bombs, and that was it. Cynthia never got a takedown. Carla won the next two rounds and won the fight via decision. That's a big win for Carla there. What do you think about that? Well, like I said, I was up in Washington. And the place I was at had they they're like big people on Netflix, so I wasn't able to watch the fight whatsoever. And you were so kind since we both have iPhones to do FaceTime so I could watch the final fight. Yes. So mm-hmm. yeah. um, uh, I'll tell you what, though, that was a fun final fight. And I was having problems holding the phone there because I was excited and bouncing mm-hmm. around so much. Yeah, the, uh, the 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 chick I went up there to see over the weekend. Yeah, we were both watching it. We were we were both getting excited. And she even said, "Can you hold the goddamn fucking phone still?" <laughs> and well, the worst part was I had to see your ugly face when I'm trying to watch the fight. That wasn't fun for me. So. It just well, kind of was a lose lose for all of would, um, Well, I kind of thought you would, in, you know, look at her face would have made it a lot, uh, a lot better of a something a lot better for you. No, this was your old Air Force buddy. I thought it was a guy. I just assumed no. it was a guy. No. Hmm. Well, anyway, so after that fight, that was a good fight too. Um, it was very close. Daniel Hooker versus Mark Dacasi. That was cool because Mark is a very explosive fighter. Hooker is a very tough dude. And they made it a good fight. And Daniel Hooker caught him in a guillotine at the very beginning of round three. Very fun fight. Exciting fight. Um, Mostly stand-up, but very cool. And then we got to see just a completely ridiculous, a completely fucking ridiculous beatdown. Khabib Nurmagomedov beat Edson Barboza, who I actually picked Edson. I thought Edson was going to win this fight. Um, I'm not afraid to admit that because unlike some people, not Jason, just some people, they always flip-flop. They say they're picking one person, and all of a sudden after the fight, oh, no, no, I picked this guy. Fuck that, dude. I I picked the wrong guy, but it didn't matter. I picked him for the right reasons um, because Khabib had been off so long. Edson's really on a roll, but it didn't work out, whatever. Khabib just completely murdered him. What's that? The bad thing about us 
is I can't go back on what we say because all we have to do is go back to the show previous and yeah. listen to the segment to find out who yep. actually had the most picks. And I've had to do that a few yeah. times because you said, no, 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 you had this. And I say, I don't think so. <laughs> so I've had to, had to go back and listen to it. And I'm like, um, yeah, you're right. I actually had that fight, but I remembered picking something else. Yeah, I remember one fight. Yeah, you picked almost every single winner, and it was a it was a very good pick for you, a very good week. Um, yeah. This fight was ridiculous. Edson looked good standing up, but Khabib uh, took everything he had and then grounded him and just absolutely ruined him. I mean, listen to these scores, okay? A normal fight, you got a 10-point must system. The winner gets 10, loser gets 9. Occasionally, right. they'll throw an 8 in, an 8. Very, very rarely do you see an 8 let alone a fucking seven. Now, this fight, the scores were 30-25, 30-25. So that's two eight-point rounds there, two of them. Another guy got a 30-24 for Barboza, 30-24. That's either three eight-point rounds, or he threw fucking two eights and a fucking seven-pointer in there. Unheard of that shit. Yeah, how does that even happen? How do you get a seven-point round? Some others that we've seen should have been stopped. Edson was absolutely getting thrashed. I mean, there was no – they should have stopped that fight. They really should have. Now, now I mean, you see 10-8 rounds in boxing all the time, especially if the, if you're dealing with a knockdown or two. You will get a 10-8 yeah. round. You see it all the time. You don't see too many 10-8 rounds in the UFC, let alone a 10-7. Nope. No shit. Especially, or even even if it was three ten eight. Three fucking ten eight, there that fight should have been stopped. If he was dominated that bad, it should have been stopped. Oh, I um, the agree last with that. fight Yeah. Cyborg versus home. We both watched that. You missed the first round. One judge had it forty nine forty six, which I agree with. You could give Holly Holm the first round. Yes. Very possible. I wouldn't have. I had it 50-47, or 50-45, I'm sorry. But if you gave Holly Holm the first round, totally understand. The next two judges, 48-47. The fifth round decided that fight, complete bullshit. I don't know what fucking fight they were watching. They must have been getting up, getting their beer, come back, and not seeing what happened. Or they were too fucked up watching the fight, and... Fuckers were making up for giving fucking Edson Barboza a seven-point fucking round, then we better fucking make this next fight a little bit closer. But see, I have a problem with that because that could have potentially taken, taken a belt away from someone that did not deserve to have the belt taken. That is wrong. Yes, exactly. It was terrible. It was terrible judging. Um, very, very, very bad judging. But whatever. Fucking Cyborg won. She should have won. It was a fun fight. Holly did way more than I thought she would, did way better. She handled the power of Cyborg. She successfully negated that power by by not getting caught with too many hard punches and kicks. By Basically, Holly was not on her horse as much as I thought she would be either. She She did more than I thought, but she still did very little. She basically did as much as she could, again, to make it not a brawl. Anytime Cyborg was charging her, Holly was gone, um, and Holly was grabbing her a lot. Holly was constantly grabbing Cyborg. Um, 
putting her in the fence, and she kind of wanted to take her down, but didn't know how. But she didn't want to let her go. So it was a little bit I weird. Mean, you've been watching UFC for, let me count, 20-plus years, right? I've been watching MMA for 20-plus years, yes. Yes, MMA. Now, have you ever seen a female fighter that is this dominant as a Chris Cyborg? Well, you know, Rousey was for a while. She really was. She was submitting everybody in the first round. The longest anybody got with her was three rounds, and that was one time. And Rousey was submitting you, knocking you out. She was very, very dominant, and that was impressive. For, what, 11 straight fights, she dominated people. And then she got beat, and then she got beat again and quit. So for Chris to do it, I think she won 19 straight fights, something ridiculous. Is, is yeah. very impressive. She has been dominant, but I don't think she'll ever get the recognition that Rousey did because Chris doesn't look the same. She doesn't have the same look. She did have a transgression early in her career where she was she failed a test for steroids. And if it was John Jones, people forgive and forget. Um, John Jones has done it twice, cocaine, hit and run. People will welcome but- that motherfucker back with welcome arms. But this is a woman, if, hold on, don't ask me a question and interrupt me. That's ridiculously rude. If this was a woman, shut up. If this was, say, Misha Tate, a very good-looking woman, also a very good fighter, I think you'd be getting a different story. But this is Chris Cyborg, and people treat her different. They really do. Judging by a look at that fucking photographer, they call her a guy multiple times. It's just the way it is. Think she'll ever get the recognition. She deserves, but yeah, to answer your question, I think she is the most dominant female in MMA right now. I mean, if it came down to it, let's say that was Cyborg's last fight. Say she's going to hang it up. Yeah. In the women's division, is she the greatest of all time? Well, I don't think there's going to be a greatest of all time. It's just like boxing. There's a great, there's greats for this time period. She's the greatest for right now. There's going to be more. It's just for right now, I think yes. I mean, she's making a case for herself to go. I mean, I don't know if MMA has what they call a Hall of Fame, like they do in other sports. But if let's say if there was. Does she belong in it? I think so. Uh, definitely. I mean, no one wants to fight her. And I'm surprised Holly Holm even took this fight. Chris Cyborg will fight anyone that can fight. Holly Holm took it for 300 and something thousand reasons, Jason. Money. Yeah. No, I and understand. That's the other thing. I, I read a, I don't know if it was a tweet. <clears throat> uh, I think it was somebody tweeted about it. And I, I really, I'm really on board with this. One of the most dominant females ever, ever. Now that was the first time she'd ever been five rounds, because pretty much she finished everybody else. Excuse me, I got the hiccups for some reason. But she's been beating the, the everybody. 
right? She made 500000 for that fight. The last time Rousey fought, she made $3 million before the pay-per-view points. Why is wow. Rousey, who had already lost the title by knockout, coming in and making $3 million guaranteed Cyborg, who still has not lost in 19 straight fights, making, what is that, a, a fucking, not even a quarter. What is that? Well, I mean, it, like, I mean, I think a you hit on it. You hit it. You hit it perfectly on the head. You yeah. looks sell. Now, yeah. I'm not being mean when I say this, and I don't want any of our listeners thinking this. Chris Usually Cyborg when you start something off with I'm not being mean, it's going to be mean. Yeah. Chris Cyborg's not the best-looking woman out there. She's not a Ronda Rousey. She's not a Misha Tate. She's not a Paige Van Zandt. She is not those. But I don't go really on look. I go on their talent. Now, when Ronda, mm-hmm. Ronda Rousey, she dominated the women's division for a couple years. Yes. Like you said, she was submitting everybody, and then she and then she and got then beat. knocking them out, and then she got beat again, and then she and then she quit. Now she hasn't, um, she has not retired yet. She's given herself, but she'll never come back. No, I don't think so. Well, Dana White already said she he really doesn't really think he would let her come back. Oh, he, the day and age we live in. Especially on the women's side, prettiness sells. You know, that's what's holding us back. If it wasn't for fucking people being so addicted to looks, you and I'd be way the fuck up there. No shit. You and I are some ugly motherfuckers. Yeah. At least. But we can talk. Hey, at least, at least I've got a body that I can fucking represent, be proud of. You're just a fat fuck, so you're kind of like no. you're kind of dove off. You know, yeah, you're, you're going you're about- overboard there now. Don't forget now, I started working out again in October. I have lost quite a bit of weight. And and in my defense, I wasn't a fat fuck. But I was getting a little <laughs> portly. I always call it portly. I was <laughs> getting a little portly. <laughs> I, was, I added on some baby weight a few years ago when I had kids, 10 or 15 years ago. And it never really went off. I... It was sympathy baby weight, and I just kept it. And uh, um, now it's time to get it off. So I've lost, I've lost quite a bit of it, actually. I'm down. You know, I'm weighing about. I've actually gained about ten pounds here in the last month because I'm eating properly now. Yeah, so we're I'm probably fairly care. close now. I'm I'm about one fifty five, pushing one sixty. Okay, I'm still I'm under one eighty. I was up to one eighty something, and now I'm back down well, to one seventies. Yeah, when I was with my last job, I was just drinking a lot, smoking a lot, wasn't really eating. I, yeah. I got down to 137. Oh, yeah, that's bad. Yeah, yeah you were but that's fucking what, that. so, I mean, but but yeah, that's, that's what, what happens when you get 30. older, too. Yeah, we can get, and no, guys like that's us, we're older. I mean, we're, we're in our 40s. You know, yeah, that's just going to happen. Stress will do that to you, though. Oh, stress is stress really bad. Do that. Yeah, when you get older... If but, you're not, you know, exercising or working, like, I you had a hard job. What's that? No, I know. It was just, it was the stress of just dealing with a bad boss. 
is what it was. <laughs> yeah, it, well, it, you know, that's that's a whole other story. We're not going to talk about our our weight loss and shit like that anymore. We've got we've got better <laughs> things to talk about than that. We got an hour left on the show. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit. I want to go on about this Invicta card coming up. This is a big card. It's Invicta 27. First one of the year. They said they're going to have a big year this year. And uh, I'm really looking forward to this one. They're bringing back Sarah Kaufman's making her return. And it's it's a pretty cool one. You know, Sarah Kaufman coming back. She was in the UFC. She had a really, really shitty run in the UFC. She won one fight um, in the UFC. She lost two. Lost another one, but it was a, it turned into a no contest. But she lost, and she's coming back to fight Panny Kianzad. And Panny is pretty good. She's eight and two, but she won her first eight, but lost the last two. So Panny's coming off two losses. Sarah's last fight. See, Sarah is still a very, very highly ranked bantamweight. Um, I believe this fight at at uh, shit. What's the flyweight? I think she's dropping the flyweight. Sarah last fought Jessica Rose Clark, who, as you know, we talked about it. She fought Beck Rowling and is in the UFC, and she's fighting on the card this weekend. We'll talk about her later. I'll actually be bringing Jessica Rose Clark up a lot because she fought fucking everybody on this card. Just about. But Tanny, she lost her last two, won the Raquel Paul-Aloui, and she was finished there. And then the Tanya Evinger, she was TKO'd, but eight straight wins. Um, she's beat Jessica Rose Clark and Melania Dudieva, and Lena Landsberg, who, you know, fought Chris Cyborg in the UFC. Lena's pretty good. Sarah, she got let go by the UFC, but she won her last fight, and she's beat Misha Tate, Alexis Davis, and knocked out Roxanne Modafferi. So she's pretty decent. Very, very good. Sarah's good standing. Very good takedown defense. Good submission defense. Um, But she tends to have every single fight to decision. She doesn't finish a lot of fights. But that's neither here nor there, I guess, because she usually wins. Very good record with Sarah, 18 wins, only four losses. Kind of leaning towards Panny, but I would think the betting favorite is Sarah, but I'm going to go Panny. Um, Mariana Marias versus Vanessa Porto. Vanessa just fucking fought in December. She just fucking fought. She had a great fight versus Melania Dudieva. Uh, she won by TKO in the second or third round, I think. Um, terrific spinning back kick to Dudieva's gut. Nasty kick. Man, that was a fun fucking fight. But anyway, um, let's see. Mariana, she's fought some good fighters, but not, like, great fighters. She has a good record, but she's lost the fighters. When she stepped up, she's lost. Like to Mar- Roxanne and to Jennifer Maya, the best in the, in the division. So I think this is, even though it's on a short notice, I think um, – Vanessa Porto, I think Vanessa all the way. Uh, let's see, Sharon Jacobson versus Ashley Nichols. That's kind of, I don't really know much about these girls. Um, Sharon, uh, she has a win over Jamie Moyle, but a loss to Deanna Bennett. Ashley, uh, she's, she lost her debut to Random Marcos, but is on a three-fight winning streak. So, uh, tough call. I'm going to kind of go Jacobson. She's fought a little bit higher level of fighters. Um, next is a good one. Ashley Cummins is back. She's taking on Stephanie Alba. Ashley, you know, we've had her on the show before. She's got losses to some very, very good fighters and some good wins. She's lost. Ashley's fought. She lost to Jin Yu Frey, 
Alexa Grasso, somebody Jason really liked. Uh, Joanne Calderwood, uh, great experience. She's got a win over Amber Brown. Um, Stephanie's coming off two losses in a row. A lot of amateur fights, though. But I'm still going to go Ashley. Um, let's see. There's another fight here. Now, it, I read it was Brogan Walker Sanchez versus Cherry Morasky, but I've read a couple of different things where they don't really know who she's fighting. Some say it's Cherry. Some say there's nobody. So we're not going to talk about that because I don't know what fight's happening. Uh, Felicia Spencer versus Akila Alhamed. Now, these two ladies, they're both pretty raw. So you just kind of take what you get on that one. Akila is 0-0. So this is her first pro fight, her pro debut. Um, Mallory Martin versus Tiffany Masters. Mallory's on a two-fight losing streak. Tiffany lost on Dana White's contender series by submission. So they're both losing a little bit. So they both want to rebound. It's going to be fun. Uh, you know what? That sometimes makes for a great fight. I don't know how it's going to play out. The next one, same thing for this next fight. Melissa Wang, she's either fighting Luma, Lugbonami, or Konkolak Sophie. I fucked up that last name. Yeah, on the Invicta site, MMA Junkie and Sure Dog all have different fighters that she's fighting, so I'm not going to get into that one. And the next fight, Jade Ripley versus Helen Peralta. They're both 0-0, so I don't know what to tell you there other than Julie Kesby is the matchmaker. She's going to put two good, two good fighters, two good women in against each other. So I'm watching every fucking fight, every minute of that show. There you go. There's my quick five-minute breakdown. Yeah, I know that might, again, that might have been more than five minutes, but i tell you, everything you need to know going into that card, it's going to be terrific. So, well, I'm going to need your help okay. with this next. Yeah, what do you got, Jason? What do you got? So, I want to, I want to break down the 124. Okay. Now, I'm I'm trying to... My phone's being stupid here, but... Okay. So... Um... Yang Ho Kang. Now, this is... We're on the... Uh, the prelim. Uh-huh. Versus Guido Canati. Don't know yet. Um, so you have... Guido, Guido Canetti. Can you seriously get a more Italian name? Well, yeah, yeah kind of. <laughs> um, that dude's in the untouchable. If he's not, I don't know what to say. So... Young Ho Kang, they call him Mr. Perfect. He's got a record of 13 uh-huh. and 7, one no contest. Well, that just throws that Mr. Perfect shit out the window, doesn't it? What's that? That throws that Mr. Perfect <laughs> shit right out the window, though. Kind of what, you know? So, and he's How you going Mr. Perfect up, with a record that's sub 500? Well, that makes uh, no I don't sense. know. Yeah, and then and he's going up against... Um, well, they call him a ninja, but I would call him Mr. Italian. 
He's seven and two. Now Ball I don't know much ball. about these fights. What's that? We better stop talking like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the meatball um, comment might have been a little out there. That was kind of that was really funny though. I love meatballs with my spaghetti, but what I'm having tonight? Fucking spaghetti and meatballs. But that wasn't actually racist. I mean, it might have sounded like it, but I'm actually thinking of. Um, I used to watch this show. I bet you've seen it, Jason. Remember that old Super Mario Super Show with Captain Lou Albano? Yeah. On, uh, man, it was on weekdays. So we, what were we, junior high guys, like school? And then they'd have the Super Mario Super Show with that and uh, the Legend of Zelda cartoons. Oh, man, I would have to. I would have to actually dig deep to even remember a lot of that. Take a look. I mean, it, it, they were just funny, but Captain Lou was calling everybody a spicy meatball. It wasn't like, I don't know that it was a, a racist thing. I think it was just a saying. And I lost my damn fight card. Oh, this sucks. Okay, well, the next fight, I'll tell you what the next fight is. The next one is going to be kind of cool. Mads Burnell versus Mike Santiago. And then we get up into the fun stuff for us, since we have a little bit of an affinity for the, the women's MMA. This one is really exciting for me. J.J. Aldrich versus Danielle Taylor. What do you think of that? Now, I don't know much about these two fighters here. Um, now, Danielle Taylor's sitting at 9-2. and two. you got J.J. Aldrich sitting at 5-2. and two. So, they're, I mean, they've got very similar records. Yeah. Um, I just kind of I'm trying to pull up some stats on both of these as we're talking. Kind of want to see what they've well, done in their last fight. Well, JJ Aldrich is very, very good. Um, she's fun to watch. A very exciting fighter. So I'm happy to see that one. I think um, JJ is just going to get better and better. I think I think she, this is her fight to lose. To be honest. Um, Danielle, she's got a little bit of a better record, nine wins, two losses, and she's she's very good. She's very explosive. Um, I forgot what they called her. She had a cool nickname, but she's like they they say she's five foot. She's not really five foot, um, but she's a dynamo, man. She's strong. This lady's very very strong. Um, it's going to be a much tougher fight than I would think. J.J. might win it, but that's a good fight. Uh, the next one, Irene Aldana versus Talita Bernardo. That's a Brazilian versus a Mexican. Um, going to be a, a fucking war, dude. Yeah, that's what you, you know, what you were saying. We talked about this fight card here a few days ago. And you said this was yeah. going to be one of the fights to watch on the prelim card. Definitely. That's a big one. That's a big fight have, to watch. Um, Jessica I versus Calindra Fiera. Faria. Faria, okay. That's going to be fun. Um, Jessica I is finally dropping to the weight class she wants. 
Jessica's been a, a flyweight her whole career until the UFC. She's a natural 125. So, not natural, but that's a better weight class for her frame. This is supposed to be her coming out party. So, we'll, we'll kind of see how Kalindra handles that. She's a, a Brazilian. Very, very good record, 18-6. and six. One draw, so she's got a lot of experience. That's going to be a tough fight for Jessica. But Jessica, I mean, this should be her, like I said, this should really be her coming out party. She needs to, uh, she needs to make a fucking statement here because Jessica, I believe she's lost her last five fights, maybe her last four. She has not looked good. So she needs to, uh, she needs to get in there and get a fucking win. Now, this next fight, I think it's kind of intriguing. Thiago Alves mm-hmm. going up against Zach Cummings. Thiago yes. Alves coming in, coming in at 22 and 11, and Zach coming in at 21 and 5. Yeah, the pit bull. Thiago the pit bull. It all depends on what we see. I mean, if he makes weight, if he actually fights. He's, he's been supposed to fight, supposed to fight, injured this, injured here. You, you never know when you're actually going to get to see him fight. So... I would not count on that fight happening until the day of the fights when they walk out. I just wouldn't. But let's say theoretically this fight goes off. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say. He's been out for so long. I mean, fuck, when was the last time he fought? I shit. I would have to go back. I want to say it's got to be every bit of a year and a half, two years. It's been almost I... a full year. Almost a year. Almost a full Yeah. You just never I mean, know when this, this guy's going to fight. In this case, I would have to take Zach Cummings. I like Thiago Alves when he actually gets into the octagon. Alves. Well, you know what Alves. I mean. Yeah, Thiago I But I'm going to have to take Zach. If this fight goes off, I'm going to have to take Zach Cummings in this fight. Okay. Now, the next one we have, we have Marco Polo Reyes mm-hmm. versus Matt. Frivola, yes. Frivola at an undefeated record of six and zero. Coming off the Dana White contender series, I don't think you know what. Yeah, even though he's coming off the contender series, I don't think it's going to help him. Marco Polo is going to roll right over him. The next fight we've got, we've got James Kraus. Versus Alex White, James Krause coming in at twenty four and seven. Alex White mm-hmm. coming in at twelve and three. The James Krause. Don't forget the James Krause. You got to go, with James. You got to go, with James. And the last fight on prelim card. You got Michael Johnson going up against Darren Elkins. Now, you now know, Michael that's Johnson, the one you and I have talked about. Yeah, Michael Johnson. Yeah. Threw a little bit of a bitch fit. Thought he should have been on the main card. Yeah. I I think but, personally, I think this is a good spot. For one, he's on the prelims, but he's the main prelim. Yep. For two, he's only won one out of his last five fights, and that was against Dustin Poirier. He won one out of his last five. Yes, he was in a 
bout of the year against Justin Gaethje. But that doesn't mean anything because he lost. He still got knocked out. He's very, very good. He's very fast. I like Michael Johnson a lot. But he needs to get a win. Plus, he's dropping down the featherweight. So I think this is a great spot. Let's make sure he can make the weight cut. If not, that throws the whole shit off. I just think go out, get your win, prove you can cut down to that weight if that's what you really want to do. I'd rather he stay at 155. Um, prove you can make the weight, and then go on from there. After you get a win, you'll get right back on the main card. You'll get on pay-per-view, whatever. But go get the win. Stop complaining about where you are when you're one and four and get a fucking win. Well, you're absolutely right. You know, he's got. I mean, he's in a position. Holly Holm was kind of in the same position, but how she got handed the title fight beyond me. I mean, what, what's her record after you fight? I think she's got. What she's beat Ron, since Rousey. She's one and four. So, Misha, Misha Tate beat her. Uh, Jermaine DeRadden may beat her. And then Cyborg beat her, but she did beat Betch Cohea. In a very, very boring fucking fight. The ref had to get on to them for being so fucking boring. I think the ref actually Not fell bad. asleep for a while. I really think the ref actually sat down and fell asleep and realized, hey, I, I, I'm in the middle of a match. i got to start following these girls around. <laughs> so, now let's go to the main card. Yes. You got... Kamaro Usman. Versus Emil Weber Mink. Kamaro. He takes it no matter what. That dude's a beast. Coming in at 11 and 1. He's and a fucking beast. Still in at 9, 2 and 1. Yeah. No problem, Kamaro. Now, this next fight, you and I have talked about this a little bit. Yeah. Cage Van Zant coming in at seven and three, going up against Jessica Rose Clark that's coming in at eight and four. Kind of an interesting fight because they both fought Beck Rollins. Cage got dominated until she landed a big kick in the second round. Jessica Rose was able to beat Beck standing at one twenty five when Beck was supposed to be really good, um, but it was a good fight. She beat her by decision. It it's kind of intriguing because let's see how Paige looks after her injury, adding the weight. Let's see if she looks good. Um, we all know Paige is pretty tough. You know, I don't care what anybody else says about her. She is tough. She's a tough lady. She's now, learning more as she goes. So we'll see. It's a good fight. I mean, now, if I'm remembering correctly, I mean, Paige's record in the UFC is 4-2. and two, But Jessica yeah. Rose Clark is only... One and zero. One and one. One and zero. Yeah. Yeah. One and zero. So she really hasn't had that much UFC experience. No, but she's been around. Like I said, she yeah, just she's fought just around, Sarah but Coffin. That, yeah, and she's fought Sarah Coffin before she fought Beck Rollins, which was short notice. I might add, it wasn't like she was well prepared for Beck. So I, I think uh, this is a good fight. I, I like this fight. I would. I would. I would actually not like to pick a winner here, but if I had to, I would lean towards Jessica Rose, but just slightly. 
I'm going to take Paige. I'm going to take Van Zant in this fight. Uh-huh. I think it's going to go to a decision. I don't see any knockout or any submission whatsoever, but I do see Paige winning this fight in a decision. That's quite possible. This next fight's going to be a really good fight. Uh-huh. Got Victor Belfort going against uh, Uriah Hall. This is a ridiculous fight. And I don't even know. I'm, I'm kind of, I've been looking at this one all day long. Yeah. I'm so torn on this fight. This fight can go many different ways with either fighter. I, I, I don't know who to pick in this fight. This fight to me is like a pick em. No. Vitor Belfort, he's, you know, fuck, he needs to go. You know, ever since he's got off the TSA, Vitor's been on and off and on and off the drugs his whole fucking career. He's just, get this fucking guy out of there. He's had too many drugs, too many issues. It's time for him to fucking retire. I mean, he got he got gifted that fight with Nate Marquardt, his last fight. He won it by decision. But he, it's just... I think I think we're just looking at a really nasty knockout. I think Uriah Hall's going to completely fuck him up very very quickly, and just it's just going to. After the fight, people are going to say, this. "Well, why did they ever match them up?" I'm saying it now. This fight should not have happened. Vitor should have been gone. You know, you know, uh, MMA things could surprise you, and I, this fight could really surprise you to be a really really good fight. I, I really it's think it's not going to be a really good this fight. fight it's not. No, it's not. Vitor can't fight more than one round. He can't. I don't even think he can fight one full round right now. He's going to gas. He, if he doesn't get knocked out in the first round, he's going night-night in round two no matter. I guarantee it right now. Book that shit. This fight will not go ten minutes. All right. So now, we get, now we're coming on to our main event. Six and fourteen, Jeremy Stevens going up against a fourteen and two, Ju Ho Choi. Mm-hmm. Now, by what I understand, is after this fight, is it Choi going back into military service? No, no, no. He's got some time, but he is going to have to serve his mandatory three years fairly soon. So he's kind of like an he's kind of like a fighter, but he's in the opposite situation, like a um, like the Korean zombie that just came off a three year sentence for serving. Yeah. Not not a sentence, but he, he's not coming sentence, off a three year yeah. military stint. But yeah. Choi's going to have to go into his three year military stint. I honestly I don't know much about these two fighters, but I honestly hope Choi actually wins this. Going into his military service, I don't care if he, what nationality he is, but he's serving his country. I you, you well, have to stay alive. Yeah, this isn't the last fight. Yeah, he's definitely got more fights before he goes. A hundred percent, unless he gets an injury or something, he's fighting again for sure a couple more times. Um, and oh, Jeremy's okay. been around forever. Uh, this is a good fight. Jeremy's a tough dude. Do Hoi Choi, uh, Do Ho Choi, whatever. He's very, very good. 
very young. Um, Jeremy has he hits really hard. I'm very interested interested to see how Choi looks after his fight with Cub Swanson. That fight just took a ton out of both guys. Um, let's see how he comes out. I'm kind of leaning towards Choi myself. I would just like to see him, you know, not here or a fight or two down the road before he does go and serve his country. I just thought it would be yeah. really cool to get a prior to doing any type of military service. Yeah. No, definitely. I, I mean, agree. Me, I mean, that that's just coming from a veteran of myself who I, you know, I was in the Air Force for a few years. I, I, I kind of have a, I kind of have a soft spot for that shit. I don't care what, what country you're serving for. At least you're serving your country. Yeah. Yeah. I understand that. I mean, I, and I know you do as well, knowing, I mean, you couldn't serve your country, but you wanted to. And that says a lot of, you know, says a lot right off the get-go. I did try a couple of fucking four times. Yeah, right? Yeah. But, I mean, this should be an awesome 124. It really should. Yeah. That would be a good one. What? What what's really cool about it outside of the uh the first set of prelims that we didn't even get into, which is on Fight Pass, this is this is a free card. So you don't have to pay for this. That's always good. Oh, I like the I, I, I like the free stuff. I'm kind of uh oh, yeah. kind of a Jew like <laughs> now you're getting racist again, Jason. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's going to be a good one. Um, it's going to be a good card. And, both I mean, both of those cards are terrific. I really like the Invicta card. This one's going to be fun. It's uh, it's going to be a solid weekend of MMA. Well, yeah, I mean, we got solid weekend of MMA. We've got ball all week. I mean, dude, we've got a good pack. I don't know what the Warriors schedule is looking like for basketball, but we got a pretty packed uh, weekend full of sports. Yep. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like right now I'm sitting here the college football game, but I got the Warriors starting in 15 minutes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they play at 7. Well, they say 7.30, but it won't go off till a quarter to 8, but. You know, I've got a nice little night full of uh, sporting events, so. Nice. Now, I got the college football game recording, so I'm uh, I'm going to start watching that in a couple of minutes. And then, um, oh, that'll be great. And we got, you know, a week from Saturday, we'll dive off into this on Monday. We got another mm-hmm. big UFC, oh, what's this, yeah, UFC 220 coming up. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be – that's the uh, um, Stipe Miosic and uh, Francis Ngannou and then uh, what, Vulcan Ozdemir versus uh, Crybaby. I can't, I can't even oh, say his name anymore. I can't stand this guy. <laughs> well, I've got, I've got one – I got one guy like that in the UFC I just can't fucking stand. Who's that? And I wish – I just I don't even need to mention his name anymore. <laughs> Is he the guy that won't defend the fucking title that he won a year and a half ago? 
Well, that's another one, but no, the other one's Michael Bisping. Oh, yeah, he's gone. He's only got one fight left, fuck him. I know, but he's a faggot in my eyes. You know, the problem with it, well, besides the fact that we don't use that word anymore these days, Jason. um, I know. (laughs) The problem with Bisping is his mouth. Besides that, he's a really good fucking fighter. He really is. Oh, he's a great Uh, fighter. I don't have a problem with his fighting. I just have a problem with his mouth. And he, but he can't back it up in the octagon. At least Conor yeah, McGregor, yeah. when he talks shit, yeah, he backs that, that shit up. Outside yeah, that, this, he said he, said he was not Floyd Mayweather. But we all knew that was. Yeah, well, some people really bought into that shit. I told you, I thought Floyd was going to thrash him, but I wasn't going to miss that shit for the world. Oh, and if you know what, and if they end up having another rematch. Or if Conor McGregor goes up against Manny Pacquiao, like, you know, that's the rumor. I don't see that happening, yeah. but I'll get that fight as well. You know what? Yeah, I would not pay for another. I'm not going to pay for another Conor McGregor boxing match. I will, however, go in with somebody for another one. I'm just not going to spend another 100 bucks on Conor McGregor boxing. I'll, I'll go in with somebody. I'll spend 50 whatever. Fine, not 100. Yeah. I have my limit. I mean... I, I, I didn't have to pay for the last one because I went to my neighbor's house. So he paid for it. Yeah. I just bought the steak corn, and we barbecued. Yeah. Barbecued. So, um, hey, it was very entertaining. Connor put on a little bit better of a show than I thought he would. Definitely. Or that was just Floyd's game plan, not to humiliate him too bad. <laughs> I don't think Floyd did want to humiliate him. I think Floyd genuinely didn't want to get caught with Connor's power because he didn't know what to expect because he'd never seen Connor in a boxing match with those big gloves on. So he probably took it easy and then tire him out, and I'm sure tiring him out was, was part of the game plan after noticing Connor tends to not be able to fight five rounds. So Floyd played it smart. You know, that was very smart. And then what, about round six, Floyd really just let loose seven and eight, and he just said, fuck it, I'm, I, I got this, and, and not got the TKO. Which is a lot more action that we've seen out of Floyd Mayweather in the last ten years. Well, it's easy to it's easy to do that, Jason, when you got a guy that you know can't hurt you. Could have. I mean, if, if Connor could have just landed a couple combinations or just got in there with a few... Connor's got enough power to put Floyd on his ass. Well, he, he stunned but, him a little bit once. He did. He did stun him once. Didn't rock. Oh, him. I know that. I say stunned him. Smarter than that. I mean, we all yeah. say Floyd's a boring boxer because all all he does is run. Well, Floyd's getting up there in age. Floyd don't want to get hit, so he's going to do exactly what he should do, and do yep. exactly what he should do to win. And for the rest of the time, he's just going to just play it off and not get hit. And he, he did. Yeah, he did a good job. Floyd had a. That was a terrific fight. For Floyd. Oh, I mean, that was, I mean, he, he played that one exactly the way he should have. Yeah, he did Connor, enough to, for his part, he took a lot of big shots and he did not go down. He was, he was going, no. he was going down, but he took a lot of big shots. He showed, I mean, regardless of anything else, Connor's got a fucking chin. Oh, Connor's got a chin, but Connor can, Connor can pack a punch too. And, Floyd didn't want to sit there and take that punch. 
Because Floyd knew his chin. Floyd's chin's good. But you just keep getting it. I don't care who you are. You can only take so much beating. Yep. Before your body is out. Yeah. And Floyd worked that fight to perfection. Yes. I was surprised. I didn't think Connor would actually be uh, be in that fight that long. I honestly thought Connor Connor would get knocked out by round five. Mhm. Okay, so with that, we are going to go um, next week. We're going to start off with the results, obviously, from these two big events. And then we'll have whatever else happens in the MMA world. We're going to bring it to you. Because as we know, I mean, I didn't even find out about Holloway versus Edgar until about an hour before showtime. Shit happens daily. We will bring you all the new news, all the exciting news, anything you need to know leading up to the weekend's MMA. We're definitely going to bring you that. We are going to update our Facebook page, the Combat Sports Show. And we're going to put up another pick them. So you, all you have to do is come on the, the this webpage, the Facebook page, comment on who you think is going to win these fights. I'm going to put up both cards. Jason's going to put up the UFC card, and he's going to make his pick. I'm going to put up the Invicta card and make my picks. All you have to do is come on, make your pick. Whoever the winner is, we're going to announce it next week on the show. That sounds like fun. That's going to be we fun. Need, but, All you got to do is yeah, jump on and make some picks. We need, a, uh, we need to make this a weekly deal when there's big fights on, though. Yeah, definitely. And then, you know, we got at the end of the month, there's going to be that huge Bellator card, Douglas Lima versus Rory McDonald. They're going to have uh, Chael Sonnen versus uh, Rampage Jackson kicking off the heavyweight tournament. That's huge. That's going to be a blast. Um, there's just a lot of big MMA coming up. So, for my end, I want to thank you guys. I'm glad we're back after a couple of weeks off for the vacation. The holidays were, were, you know, a big deal. It's always fun. And uh, we will, I will see you next week. Jason, go ahead. And then uh, we will end, end tonight's episode, you know, on, on you. All right. Um, you guys have a great night. Happy New Year. Uh, let's make uh, 2018 really thrive for the combat sports show and we anytime you guys want to call in and give your thoughts on what we're talking about you guys are more than willing to do that but other than that um you guys have a great night we'll talk to you next monday